Alrighty, what's going on everyone? Welcome back to the Loose Balls Podcast. It's been a hot minute, eh, Peyton? It's been a while. What you been up to the last little bit here? Um, well, I was finishing up with school, had finals and stuff. Uh, got spring classes coming up, but like, I've just been chilling and relaxing and playing a lot of the show in between my my semesters, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you've had some big, big shit going on in your life, so... Yeah, that's a that's a topic for a totally different day. Enough about that. I want to talk about sports. It's been way, True. way too long. NFL draft is happening as we speak. For the first round went yesterday, and that probably wasn't even the big news of yesterday. No, yesterday being, got weird. Got weird really quick. And I was at school when I looked at my phone and my kids were working, and yeah. I see the tweet from... Schefter saying Rodgers is frustrated and I had to like double unquote disgruntled I had to double and triple take that tweet because I thought I read it wrong the first time yeah that was yeah it's crazy uh, some crazy I I mean I get it you know you're you're Aaron Rodgers you're looking at you know let's say for example you're looking at the team that just won the Super Bowl who said we just won we're going to keep putting all of our money into the guys that helped us win. And we're going to try to win again. And then you look at Green Bay where they're like, we have Aaron Rodgers. We don't really need anything else. Like, I, I'd be upset too. You look at that organization and what they're doing for Tom Brady versus... And then you're Aaron Rodgers, you look at what Green Bay is doing for you. I'd probably be pretty upset too. This is the offseason of disgruntled quarterbacks you've already got Watson we know about that story that just gets weirder and weirder every day we obviously know Russell Wilson yeah physically frustrated there's been nothing no rumors ever since now Rodgers has come out and said he would like out of here and I saw a thing today where Rodgers is apparently quote-unquote okay with retiring if things don't work out in Green Bay yeah, and I think he'd be, honestly, I think he'd be okay to just I take th- his money and do Jeopardy and just sit on the bench. I genuinely believe that too, to be honest with you. I think he's in a great spot already, yeah. where financially he can retire right now, yeah. but I don't think he will. I, I just, I, I mean, you look at, let's say San Francisco, I know they just drafted Trey Lance, but before that, if their package was something like Jimmy Garoppolo and like four first round picks is apparently what they offered, like... If Aaron doesn't want to play there, why wouldn't you take that? You get the at what would have been the third overall pick, so you can still take a quarterback even if you're not sold on Jimmy. Mm-hmm. And then you get three other first-round picks. Aaron Rodgers has probably three to four years left, if you'd imagine, you know, based off of kind of where quarterbacks are at this day and age. You can play to about 40 now, and he's 37. Yeah. He's got three or four years in him probably. I mean, considering he just threw 40-plus touchdowns and five picks. Exactly. So... You get that much? I don't know. Like, And you know he doesn't want to be there anymore? Like, I might take that deal. I also heard a thing, too, that if they trade him right now, it's about $38 million on their cap. Yeah. And if they wait till June 1st, I think it's about $20 million off their cap. So yeah. they're, a part of me thinks they're going to wait, and they're going to hope Aaron Rodgers settles in and just says, yeah. we'll go with it. But... Rogers, I think everyone's known the past couple of years he's been pretty frustrated yeah. with his organization. But now that it's public, now it's public. Now it's it's a whole different ball game. Man. Yeah, but last night the the it got hot real quick because all of a sudden people were coming out saying that 
a deal was as close as it could be to being done with Denver and that he was on his way to Denver and he was excited because he thought that with Elway in the building that he would have free reign and would be able to control that offense pretty much how he wanted to, which we know has been a bit of a problem for him with him and Matt LaFleur. Because LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, um, apparently Matt like is like, this is our offense and this is how you're going to run it. And Aaron's kind of, you know, Aaron wants to do his own thing. So I I, I think that's the idea with him going to Denver is he has, first of all, endless weapons. And then he gets kind of a free reign to do what he wants with the offense. Absolutely. I mean, if we go back to that third down, they didn't score on the touchdown or they didn't get a touchdown against the Bucks, and then mm-hmm. LaFleur says, hey, we're kicking a field goal instead. And you damn well know Rodgers was frustrated. And yeah. that, that clip on Jeopardy was hilarious. <laughs> what are the Packers doing? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then Rod, Rodgers with a fantastic response. Yeah. And, yeah, that'll be an interesting situation. It's just another elite quarterback that is disgruntled. And yeah, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens there. But yeah, we're going to talk about the first round of the draft yesterday. And I generally believe we maybe 15, 20 years from now, we'll look back at this draft and we'll say this may be in one of the most talented draft classes yeah. in recent time. Because there's a lot of talent that was taken in the yeah. first round. It was There was a ton. I mean, the first... 15 or so picks there are really no shocks honestly outside of maybe a few guys going earlier or later mm-hmm. but i mean the 15 16 are supposed to go first they all i think yeah that was kind of like the the guys though you knew that those 15 were kind of going to be the first 15 yeah. picks it felt like there's no random guy maybe borderline first round or second yeah. round pick and a couple teams first. went a little weird because I mean, positionally, they needed different things. Yeah. But they still arguably all got great talents. So Exactly. Um, let's just go through pick by pick and let's just break it down. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville number one, you take Trevor Lawrence. Shocker. I mean, that's the easiest pick of all time. We were joking beforehand, uh, talking about, you know, it would be very Jacksonville to just go off the board and take, like, Justin Fields and Urban Meyer to say he's – because he's an Ohio State guy, obviously, to be like, oh, he's – He's the he's the future. He's the best quarterback in this draft, and and that new gift. Yeah, I mean the Jets, Trevor Lawrence, but obviously they went with the right pick. Um, yeah, no, it's to say it, it's Trevor Lawrence. It's literally there's John been, Elway, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. They're the four best prospects in the history of football. I mean, there's been a lot of questions about Trevor Lawrence and his motivation to play football because he says he's, he doesn't really care about like being the best. He just wants to make the best person he can be at the end of the day. And some people took that the wrong way as saying, hey, you're not driven, you're not motivated. And people think, hey, you're not going to live up to your potential if you do yeah. that. But I mean, it's Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to question what he thinks he's one of the best talents we've seen at the quarterback position in a very long time out of college so since andrew luck i'd say in terms of like a prospect that was a can't miss no doubt like this is the number one pick Mm -hmm. it's it's been that long he's got every 11 2012 like he's always athletic he's got a cannon of an arm he's everything everything he's everything and then jets no surprise here. They take Zach Wilson out of BYU. Very mm-hmm. accurate passer. and Absolute rocket of a mom, by the way. <laughs> I actually did not see his mom, to be honest. Ooh. I just saw a bunch of tweets saying Zach Wilson looks like a 14-year-old ready for the, getting ready for prom. 
And yeah. He, he, and his mom <laughs> is a missile. <laughs> like, what are we talking? Like, uh, she no. was like all done up. She had this leopard. She looked like um, like it wasn't like she didn't look like a mom. She looked like a mom, but a super super hot mom. Like she tried very hard for. Yes. Tried very hard to look really good. I mean, good for Zach Wilson. I mean, I mean, with the how we'll get into it more, but with how good the Jets are drafting, he's, yeah, he's in a good position right now. Absolutely. And then there's a lot of speculation with the Niners. We heard Mac Jones was the guy. We've heard maybe they're looking at Justin Fields. Trey Lance was in there, and at the end of the day, it was a mild shocker, but honestly, not really. It's Trey it was, Lance. It was a shock because it sounded like everything was pointing to Mac Jones up until the draft, but Trey Lance was the best pick, in my opinion. I think he's the best of the three that were left, and I mm-hmm. think that that was the right choice. I don't necessarily think he's ready immediately, but you still have Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo can play. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt in week one because it's Jimmy Garoppolo and he's always hurt, Yeah, but... If you want him to just learn for a year under a guy, or two years even, you have Jimmy there, a guy who's been to a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I think this was the right pick. He has the highest upside of all of them that were left. Like, those three that were left absolutely has the highest yeah. upside. I'd say he's bigger upside than um, Zach Wilson. He could. But he, he, could. he but I feel like Zach Wilson's going to be more consistent player yeah. than... Because Trey Lance, I feel like, will either be... Uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, not as good of a third overall pick. Like, not the lowest ceiling. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that in a little bit. But lower ceiling than the other quarterbacks. But he's also got a lot of potential. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, and then I uh, love the pick. Just Oh, yeah. yeah. Me I too. That, that was the, the right way. They did. If they took Mac Jones, that would have been a, that would have been a waste yeah. of the number three pick. It would have been better taken off a tight end or receiver. And speaking of tight ends, Kyle Pitts goes fourth. Highest drafted yeah. tight end in NFL history, yes. and this guy's already basically been gifted the, to the Hall of Fame, according yeah. to a lot of people. So he's, I mean, obviously, there's no such thing as a can't miss prospect, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's the closest thing to it. Like he's he's unguardable. Yeah, like it's it's hard to match up with him. He's too big for a corner to guard. And he's too fast for a linebacker to guard. So what do you do? He can play in the slot. He can play tight end. He can even go out play yeah. wide out. Like he's he's just he's so good. I was desperately hoping he would fall to Carolina, but when oh I saw God. Trey Lance go, I knew there was no way that Atlanta would pass up on him. No, because heard. it sounded like Atlanta was saying if Trey Lance was there, they'd consider it. But if he wasn't, it was Kyle Pitts for sure. Mm-hmm. So I knew he was gone, but. I hate Atlanta. They're my least favorite team. <laughs> in all pro sports. In in at least the NFL, they're my least favorite team. This um, is, yeah. But what a pick. Like, they're set up now. How many weapons does Matt Ryan have at this point? Julio, Ridley. Um, I'm missing one guy. Russell Gage, I think. Is Russell Gage, is. yeah. He's not a bad number three. And now you have Pitts. They're, they're set. I've heard rumors about Julio maybe getting traded. I doubt it. I think they, I mean, you got a couple more years with Matt Ryan. I mean, at least give Arthur Smith a chance to see if he can make things work with Matt Ryan. 
mm-hmm. and then move on from there because he's still under contract. You might as well keep going. It's not like Matt Ryan's not a serviceable quarterback. He's a top-end quarterback. He's just not, no. you know, mobile, I if, guess, is the big thing. I mean, if you even look at Atlanta's year last year, like, they're, this is not a 4-12 or 5-11 team, whatever no, they, they were. they just choked a lot of games, and they can use a little work on defense, obviously, but their oh, offense yeah. is very solid, and they just seem to throw away wins. Oh, yeah, like, they're... They had a bad year. They were unlucky last year, and they ended up with Kyle Pitts. That's a pretty good consolation. Tries yeah, all things considered. And then the Bengals go fifth. I mean, I, like you and I, like we're just saying, pick an offensive lineman, yeah. protect Burrow's knees, protect his protect entire bo- its entire body, and they go with his old pal from LSU, Jamar yeah. Chase. I mean, it's not a bad pick because he's superbly talented but yeah. I mean but how you, are you going to get him the ball when Joe Burrow doesn't have time to throw especially when you have two guys there Pinesuel and Sean Slater, Sean Slater yeah. who are extremely gifted and talented O-linemen that like not, some of the best line prospects we've seen in a long time exactly and I'm not saying like it's a bad pick like it's a good pick but I just feel like the Bengals would have benefited more the, from taking an O-lineman and at least securing yeah. one side of Joe yeah. Burrow not getting destroyed yeah. then. Yeah, I, I won't say weapon. it's a bad pick, but I think it's the wrong pick, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it's it's the Bungles. It is the Bungles, and we'll see what they do with the rest of the draft, though. We'll see if they took an old, take old lineman. I think they took one in the second round already. Yeah, you had to think they were going to take. But yeah. You got to think they got to keep upping their old line. You can't. You can't not protect Burrow. Look what happened to his leg last year. Like, how do you see that and then go, we need a receiver? <laughs> I mean, they're already talented on that. Uh, like, part of me thinks Burrow said he wanted Jamar Chase because, obviously, that LSU connection. But yeah. And he probably, knowing Joe Burrow as well, he probably doesn't think he's going to get injured like that again. But no, he's young. It's it's tough. I really think they should have gone to line. I agree with you, but... Overall, I'd give that an A minus. Yeah. Honestly, not saying that it's a bad pick, but you had, I think, better choices there. Yeah. For team needs. Yeah. Um, number six, Miami takes Jalen Waldo. You and I agreed that this is a home run. That pick. was an excellent pick. Um, I mean, uh, this is my dad's team. He was really hoping that Jamar Chase would be there, uh, but this was the next best thing for this team, who desperately needs a weapon outside of Devonte Parker. Um, it was one of those things where they were going to take, you know, Pitts, Chase, Waddle, Devontae Smith. Like, they were going to take one of those receiving weapons because all they have right now is Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki. You double one of them, and then the other one is the only guy you have left. So they needed something else for Tua to really try to make yeah. this work. They already have a solid O-line. They have a good enough running back with Miles Gaskin. I know that they could probably go out and get another one in the draft oh, yeah. to bolster that a little bit, but their defense is very good. This is a team that, you know, they shouldn't have had this pick. This was Houston's pick, right? So Exactly. And they you have an opportunity to get a, a very 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 good weapon in Waddle, a guy who Nick Saban said is the best like space creator he's ever seen. Yeah. This wasn't even Houston's pick. I just realized cuz Philly Traded, uh, yeah, it was yeah. technically it was Philly's pick. But yeah, Miami shouldn't have even been this. No, high. it was San Francisco technically had Houston's pick. Miami yeah. traded down and then traded back up to the sixth pick, probably yeah. because they wanted one of these weapons and they got one. So exactly, and they're comparing Waddle to kind of like a Tyreek Hill type receiver, yeah. which 
if that's the case, yeah. then have he, fun. He's a home run hitter. He creates a lot of space between him and his corner. He comes out of routes so fast. Can't wait to face him twice a year in the AFC yeah. East with New England. Yeah. Now to, on to Detroit, and they finally made a good choice. They, this is a steal. They took the best guy available at that yeah, point, which is the best way to do it in Panay Sewell. Yeah. That's a steal. I know... Like, I know some Lions fans were upset and they wanted them to take, like, a Justin Fields because a lot of people don't believe in Jared Goff. But you just picked him up. You got to at least give him a chance, I'd say. And you got to protect him because it's Jared Goff. He's not immobile, but he's not mobile enough to be behind a shit O-line. Exactly. So I think that you got a steal, a guy that arguably could have gone top three in this draft, and Mm -hmm. you get him at seven. And yeah. he's going to just lock down your line. Again, this is just me saying again, this is, at that point, you're taking the best player available at that yeah. point. And that's an A-plus for me. That's, I think they've knocked it out of the park. Like, that's a great He's an man. absolute stud on the line. So there wasn't really any surprises. I guess Sowell dropping a little bit at that point was yeah. kind of weird, but it was possible because I saw yeah. a lot of mock drafts who was maybe top 15 at times. Then Carolina goes out. Everyone's kind of thinking they might take a Slater, a, even Slater, or maybe even a wideout to add some talent, yeah. add some weapons for Darnold. But they go out and take J.C. Horn out of South Carolina, the best defensive player in the draft. And I know this is your team, so I'll let yeah. you give um, some thoughts. So when we got to this point, when it got to the sixth pick, I should say, even when it got past the fifth, and I knew that you know. Since he hadn't taken a lineman, I knew that one of those guys was going to be available, Sewell or Slater, and I thought, no doubt, lock that we were taking one of them. Protect Sam Darnold. We need to get his confidence up. We have a lot of weapons. We have, don't tell me otherwise, the best running back in the league, and I mean, we we need to protect him and give him a chance, but apparently we see it, it seemed like the pick was. It took them down into like the last minute of the pick, I think. So they were clearly still going back and forth in there, probably between Slater and Horn. And they went with J.C. Horn, who is the best cornerback in this draft. We need secondary help, so I'm not mad at this pick at all. Mm. I think that Slater would have been a better pick, but if J.C. Horn's an absolute stud, now we have three great corners out there with Jeremy Chin, who can play safety, and then you have Dante Jackson, and now you have J.C. Horn. So I really, really like this pick. I still think that Slater would have been the better pick, but we've literally just got the best defensive player in the draft. And in a draft that's not too corner-heavy to get a really good corner, it's not a bad thing at all. No, I would have given this a solid B, B plus for a pick. Um, yeah, I was expecting you to know Lyman or even one of the receivers that was available to go but yeah. this isn't a bad pick at all i heard rumors too that justin fields they're considering him which was kind of odd just considering they just I got darnold throwing the remote at my tv if they took justin fields well i know you ohio and your, state quarterbacks yeah. don't work in the nfl we'll get to that later but <laughs> yeah like you and i were even mentioning like if that happens then that's kind of a waste of a i think it's a waste of a pick because i think pick. darnold is better than yeah him for well, sure i agree and we'll, we'll talk about Justin Fields in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Then, number nine, everyone's thinking, okay, Fields is still there. Mac Jones is still there. This is the time that they have to go. Yeah. They went 
and took Patrick Sertan, which is, again, I give him a solid B. He's a stud. He is a stud, but, I mean, they've already got decent corners. They added Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. Yeah. They're, it sounds like, so I think all three of their like top corners right now are in the last year of their contract. So I guess they just said, let's go out and get Sertan. I know that a lot of people thought they would take a quarterback, but earlier in the day it sounded like they said they were dead set on not taking a quarterback here. Which, it seems like they were more set on, you know, they just picked up Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he came from Carolina. I know Teddy's just a stopgap guy. Yeah. Slash top-end backup slash stopgap for a year kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but like, he's a placeholder. It sounded like Elway didn't want to draft a QB. He wanted to go out and get one that was already established. And it sounded like Garoppolo and Bridgewater were those guys. And they ended up getting Bridgewater. Um, and then obviously all the Aaron Rodgers stuff happened last night. That might still be on the table. So they go with probably who they just thought was the best player on the board at that point. I still think Slater would have been that, but mm-hmm. he was the top D player on the board if they wanted to go defense, and you get Patrick Sertan. The second, obviously his dad was an absolute stud in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just think that they could have gone other direction. Yeah, I was fully expecting them to take Justin Fields. And it was kind of funny because at this point, I'm like, yeah, I watched LA take Mac Jones, who would just be like the stereotypical pick. And then I saw a tweet from someone that I was following that they were taking Justin Fields. And then they drafted Sertan. I was so confused. And then the fans, the Denver fans, were really confused too. Yeah. And then I looked back at the tweet and he's like, oh, my mistake. I yeah. drafted the, I hit the wrong person. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was... I think he's a stud. Like, I think he's going to be a very good NFL player, and I don't think they'll be mad. Considering how messed up their defense was last year, like, they had a lot of injuries, and they just their defense was not good. They had a lot of just issues last year. Denver was a huge disappointment, I think, last year that could have... They could have been so much better. Yeah, injuries in COVID really yeah. hit them hard. And as much as, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback... He's sure as shit an upgrade to Drew Locke. So. Yeah, that's going to be a very intriguing quarterback battle in the yeah. preseason. If it's me, I'm taking Teddy, and I'm not even really needing a battle in my mind. I just think he's better than Drew Locke. Obviously, Drew Locke has a higher ceiling, but I mean, if you're talking yeah. about the floor, it's obviously Drew Locke has got the lowest floor of those <laughs> yeah. two, without a doubt. Go with, um, what's his name? Kendall Hinton? Was that the guy at the practice squad quarterback yeah. slash receiver? Philip Lindsay in the Wildcat formation. Yeah. Hey, uh, Philip's gone. He's in Houston now. He is. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor Houston. Um, and then Dallas, they're going to take a corner, obviously, and then they traded both down. Of the, well, they were set on taking either Horn or Sertan. And they went back to back. And then... They went 8-9, and Jerry probably fucking threw something across the room. It sounded like at that point they were either going to take Devontae Smith or they were going to trade down. So they traded down to Philadelphia, which honestly, it shocked me a little bit that those two dealt with each other because they hate each other. Division rivals, um, that's a rare inter-division trade. But I guess Philly saw something they wanted, which once again, I, I sat there and went, oh, Philly's trading up because they're obviously going to take an O-tackle. This was literally the worst offensive line in the league by far, including Cincinnati. <laughs> this was the worst O-line. Just ask and they Lance. take a receiver. So I mean, their receivers aren't that fantastic either. Absolutely and not. But I get the intrigue with Devontae Smith, which, I, which is I'm not as upset as you are with this pick, just because they... They it just swanted. feels like the same thing with Cincy. It's like, I get that Jalen Hurts is mobile, 
but he's not going to have time to throw to Devontae Smith if you don't have an offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they kind of struck out last year on the Jalen Rior uh, draft pick. They took he's him. He's not terrible. He's just I mean, probably didn't need to go that high. You could have had Justin Jefferson. He went yeah. right after you, so yeah. that's a bit of a tough That one. is the one thing, obviously, is you took Rior over Jefferson, and now you see what Jefferson's yeah. doing. In and the then... There's a rumor that the Giants were going to trade down at some point. Yeah. They do, and lo and behold, it's the Bears who give up a first-round pick next year, I think it was, too. Yeah. A fourth-round pick for this pick, and they go in and get Justin Fields. And yeah. now their quarterback dilemma is extremely weird over there. Yeah, they have Fields. They just signed Andy Dalton, and they still have Nick Foles on the squad. And so, Dalton was told he was the starter, and which I believe he is the starter. I, I think, think he is the starter. I think Foles is not Foles. I think Fields is going to be the backup. Fields is a project year. for yeah. sure. He's not going to start right away. Um, if it got to a point where the Bears were completely out of it, which I don't think is going to happen because I think their defense is too good for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But if it did get to that point, I think that's when you see a Justin Fields come in. Um, but. Like I said earlier, I am not sold on Justin Fields at all. A lot of people, you know, think he shouldn't be, have been dropping, you know, he was the surefire second overall pick for a while there, and now he fell to being the fourth QB drafted and all the way to 11. Um, It might work out better for him because he goes to a better team now in the Bears who have an unbelievable defense. Like, he needs to put up 17 points and they'll win games. Like, he doesn't need to throw for 500 yards. He just yeah. needs to do his job. Just so yeah, I just can't turn the ball over. I just, I just don't believe in Justin Fields. I don't think he's that good. I've been arguing with one of my roommates, Luke, over this, who said that who is convinced that Fields is going to be the best of all of them, including Trevor Lawrence. And I said he's going to be the worst. <laughs> so <laughs> we were arguing a lot. That's funny. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like. We know the history with the Ohio State QBs. They don't turn yeah. out well. Just ask Dwayne Haskins. So I mean, look at the last one. That people were like, he, he fell so far in the draft. How was he? You know, blah blah blah. And and then he is terrible. Dwayne Haskins is garbage. Have fun backing up Ben Roethlisberger this year, because you're terrible. <laughs> yeah. I was so scared. Like I just I was. Scared that the Panthers were going to draft Fields. I was scared that they were going to sign Haskins because that sounded like a thing. Ohio State quarterbacks, they don't work in the NFL. I know I'm a Michigan fan saying it, but just look at the stats. It's true. Look at the numbers. It is facts. It they is. Troy Smith. Um, Jamarcus Russell was in the Ohio State. I think he was Oklahoma. Was he? Oh, I can't but remember. Troy Smith, terrible. Uh, JT Barrett, Oof. played at receiver. Um, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Justin Fields is just going to be the same in a long line of Ohio State quarterbacks that don't work in the NFL. Mark my words. <laughs> it's a pot take. Let's look at that five years from now and yeah. see what happens. It's a bold strategy. And huh? then Dallas at the 12th pick takes Micah Parsons from Penn that State. That was a great pick. Yeah. I that, hate the Cowboys, but that's a name. Micah Parsons is a stud. And they yeah. need a linebacker because, wow, was Jalen Smith bad last year. Yeah, not much to say there. That's a I, yeah, solid pick. I, yeah, fuck the Cowboys, but good pick. <laughs> and they got, they got an extra third out of it too. So yeah, no, good. it was honestly they traded down. Smart. And I like, they probably knew that they were going to get Parsons regardless, and they were like, let's just trade down and get an extra pick. Exactly. Yeah. And they did exactly that. They got their guy. 
Good for yeah, that's good. Good for them. They needed a defensive upgrade. Apparently, he really wants to be in Dallas too. So oh, he was hyped yeah. to see him. He, he was, said, yeah, he was saying like all year I've been saying I, I'm going to be a cowboy and I want to be a cowboy and so I think it's just a great pick. Yeah, works out. Once again, don't fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. All always. Uh, and then the Chargers A plus 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 pick for Sean Slater so falls bad. falls to thirteen. Oh, uh, that's such a good pick. No one like is like now. Like Justin Herbert is salivating. No one's touching Justin Herbert no. this year. I that was a great pick. You've got Lindsley in the middle. You've got Slater. So you can now. move around to left tackle if you want to right tackle. He can go. I think he can play forward. either guard position too. I'm pretty sure yeah. he can play like pretty much anywhere on the line. And yeah, they signed Lindsley. Like Herbert is safe. He is safe. And you also have uh, Brian Beluga there too. And yeah. Matt Feeler, like that is a great. Yeah, they let line. Trey Turner go, but obviously you replaced that pretty well. So that's good luck getting. I just that's Herbert that was year. the the two O linemen are the steals of the draft, and like for me, like I just your edge rushers and your O line are your next important things past your quarterback in my eyes, and you see two of the best O linemen we've seen in a long time fall in this draft, and the Lions and. Chargers come out with steals. I just, I just don't get it. But good for the Chargers because that's an amazing pick. It is good for them. Um, and then the Jets trade up with the Not Vikings, and then they take Elijah Vera Tucker, yeah. offensive tackle from USC. Just another guy to put on your O line with. Who yeah. was their first pick last year? Mackay Becton. Mackay Becton. Yeah, he's a monster, by the way. He's a freak of and nature. And now you put, I, I mean, I don't know, he's, I imagine Elijah Bear Tucker is going to play guard. Um, I think he'll probably, I don't know if he'll play left guard or right guard if you put him there with Becton and just have that absolute ridiculous side of the offensive line. But they trade up because I imagine if he fell to 16, Arizona was taking him. So I think the Jets saw an opportunity to trade up with a team in Minnesota who doesn't really have any holes. They just need to take players, and they need mm-hmm. picks. Like they need more players. Yeah. So they're in a win now situation. Yeah. So they trade down, and they get more picks to add more depth to their team. I think that was a win-win for both of those teams. Absolutely, I agree with you. And then my boys, in New England, take Mac Daddy, Mac yeah, Jones. I'll let you tell me how you feel about this one. I mean, I was going back and forth. I'm like. We're going to either Fields or Jones. Mm-hmm. And it was each either. It wasn't really a pick your poison. It was just we're either getting very athletic quarterback or we're just getting kind of a generic pocket passing QB who's accurate. Yeah. Not the best arm in the world, but does the job well. He kind of reminds me, honestly, of a Jimmy Garoppolo, to be yeah. honest with you. That's kind of what I see out of him. Kirk Cousins. And New England was trying to. Trade for Garoppolo, but not, yeah. obviously nothing worked out there. Who knows? Maybe something will happen because there's rumored Garoppolo might get bought out yeah. later on in the year. But we will see about that. But overall, like I give this a B, B plus. I mean, I, it was given New England was going to take a quarterback. Yeah. And Mac Jones was very excited to be in New England. It's just it seemed like this is the place he wanted to be. Yeah. Um, Belichick, he likes his fundamentally sound players and Mac Jones is like he's a fundamentally sound quarterback he's not gonna he's not gonna be flashy but he just does the trick it's 
it's me being cliche, but it's like it's a Tom Brady kind of player. Yeah. Where Brady, there's no flash in Brady. He just makes the right plays. Third down plays, whatever. It's just like third and five. He's not taking any yeah. chances. Mac Jones is one of those guys, but he did have a lot of talent in Alabama. Yeah. And now he's coming to a team who With has... no receivers. I mean, they have upgraded their receivers. Yeah. Also, shout out... I mean, to you have tight ends now, obviously, too. Hunter Henry was a great pickup. Um, and Johnny Smith, right? Didn't yeah. you get both of them? Yeah, like, we that's did. And two great tight ends. Shout out to my boy Julian Edelman, who called it a career. Yeah. Uh, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? It's so hard. Like, I just... I feel like he's going to get into the Hall of Fame, but but with a, if a guy like Megatron is not there right now, then I don't think yeah. Edelman will ever get into the Hall of Fame. I just... Obviously, you have a guy who's won multiple Super Bowls. He was a Super Bowl MVP one year. So, I mean, he he has a pedigree, but he's never been, like, a top receiver in the league. No, he's so, always, he's just, like, a... He was just another, like... He's just a workhorse, honestly. He just is, like, a guy that... He's the most dependable guy. That's what it yeah. is. He was so dependable, and he was Tom's guy for so long. This is a very fun statistic that I love to tell people, but he's second all-time in playoff receiving yards. Yeah. Which because, is... Well, I mean, it helps that they were literally in the in the playoffs every single year. I think but... <laughs> receptions, too, I think he's up yeah. there as well. Like, second all-time, I think he's just trailing Jerry Rice. Yeah. And... That just kind of shows how, and he didn't even play that one that one playoff run when they lost to Philly. So yeah. his numbers could have been just, way yeah, more. just dependable. That's what I think when I think of Julian. Yeah, like, but overall, I give that a solid B B plus for. Yeah, I see. I mean, obviously, the positives of this are a you didn't have to trade up to get him. True. Um. B he's. Not like he's very much gonna fit into that system because Brady. See, he wants to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, there's so many things that work with this. It's just, I, I first of all, I heard that Bill was very high on Justin Fields, but it sounds like he just didn't want to move up to try to get him. So, yeah, he didn't want to give up any of his assets to to go up which is totally yeah. fair I get totally get that but now the one thing is if you're going to commit to a guy like Mac Jones you have to go all in on your offensive line I our offensive line is not bad for the most part it's not bad like but it's had its better years like the year in like 2019 when we yeah. won we just got Trent Brown back too which is, I love unless you Trent Brown. can really teach Mac Jones how to manipulate the pocket if it starts to collapse because he's not going to get out of the pocket so I think that he can be good, and I think that you have an interesting situation with him and Cam now. But I think Cam is And Stidham, start. obviously. <laughs> I think Cam's going to start. I do too, but I think that, you know, it's built. There's going to be a competition. Like, you won't just give Cam the job, so... Even though he raves about Cam all yeah. the time as work ethic. Fun fact, too. Mac Jones, spell it backwards. <laughs> Cam, Cam, yeah. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> and then here's the first kind of, like, off the... Yeah. Board pick. The Cardinals pick Zayvon Collins from Tulsa. Great story because he mm-hmm. was never offered a Power 5 scholarship. Yeah. And he goes to Tulsa and he had an unbelievable year there. And I don't know. They took Isaiah Simmons last year. So this, this is why he kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Yeah, but Isaiah Simmons isn't like 
a linebacker per se. He can play corner. He can play safety. Like you can move Isaiah Simmons pretty much anywhere on the defense, and he'll be good. Other than maybe D tackle. So yeah. you can kind of play Isaiah Simmons wherever. I just didn't expect them to do this. I expected them to maybe go O line, um, which I think they were planning on taking Elijah Vera Tucker, but then he went. So they just maybe thought he's the best player available in their eyes. So let's take him. Um, but I, I don't know too much about Zayvon Collins, but it, it sounds like he's very good. I just don't know how much he'll help necessarily with a team who might be trying to compete right now. Yeah, I just I think an O lineman would have helped them more. I agree there too, but like the lack of maybe O line that was left there, they probably just didn't want to reach reach too far for an O lineman. <laughs> Speaking of reaching too far, yeah, great timing. The Raiders went. Well off the board and took what the hell? They Alex took Leatherwood, Leatherwood from Alabama, and I've never heard of this guy before. Yeah. The so... statistic that they flashed up afterwards, they had a 60% tra- chance of him being there when they got to their next pick. <laughs> oh my he was God. like a late, mid to late second round pick, they... and they said, fuck it, 17, okay. let's take him. I mean... To be fair, they did address their O-line issue. So Yeah, but there was better O-line. <laughs> um, I just The Raiders are so weird in that way. Like they just take all these guys that you do not expect every single year. And yeah, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Derek Carr was probably punching the air at home. He's got that little mean mug on his face. You remember that little <laughs> yeah. mug? That's his face right now after that pick. Um and then you go to Miami, they take Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips is He's a bit raw, but he's so athletic. Same as Quiddy Payne, who went a few picks later. They're very raw, but they're super athletic. They can rush like monsters. I think that this is also a great pick because he's from Miami. Like, you just took a kid Mm -hmm. from Miami, bring him to Miami. I mean, I don't doubt anything at this point that Brian Flores is doing. He seems like a genius. So I think this is an excellent pick for them. I think they got the best edge rusher in the entire draft. So, and edge rushers, you can literally never have enough edge rushers. No. I know my this was, again, my dad wanted, I believe, Najee Harris with this pick. He wanted to get another running back and to get the best running back in the draft. Right. Um, but he's also very happy with this pick because he's an edge rusher. Said he reminds him of Jason Taylor. That's pretty high praise. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever be that good, but he is that in that same mold of just a huge athletic. Like, he's not a big dude. He's just athletic and big and tall and strong, and he'll just hopefully bull rush people, I guess. It's him yeah. and Quiddy Payne were, or Quiddy Pay were very close in the way that they play. They haven't had a legitimately dominant Ed Rusher since it's Cam, Cam Wake, Wake. Shout out Cam Wake, yeah. DC line guy. Former CFL superstar Cam Wake. That's crazy to think. Like, yeah. that, that rarely happens either. No, They're comparing really Phillips is. a bit to Chandler Jones. And I know I love me some Chandler Jones. Oh, he's a monster. So if that is his ceiling, then oh boy, that's a steal. That's a, that's a steal right there. And then Washington football team, they keep adding first rounders on the defensive side. They add yeah. Yamin Davis from Kentucky. Um, they did need linebackers, they, so they yeah. did address the need there. I don't know too much about this guy besides him having the same last name as I do. Yeah. But, I Apparently mean... Apparently he was like, uh, he was a very not highly recruited guy. 
who that's why he went to Kentucky was he wasn't very strongly recruited. He was kind of small, and then he just grew, and now he's a monster. Um, so I, I, I've heard he's I've heard good things about him, and I think that you know Washington with an already stacked defense, he doesn't really need to be crazy good. He just needs no. to do his job. So I think it's a good pick because Washington now just keeps adding to their adding to the wealth that they have on the defensive end of the football. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I feel like he was probably the best player at this point to be taken. Yeah. I wasn't there wasn't really anyone that really stood out at that point. Like, oh, like you need to take this guy here. Yeah. Right. So Yeah. And then the Giants they with that with them trading down, they take another wide out, which was really yeah. odd. Kadarius Tony and uh, I don't know. They just have so many wideouts right now, so it just didn't really yeah. make any sense. Cause you just signed Galladay for four years. You picked up John Ross. You have Shepard and, and Slayton. Slayton. You just picked up Rudolph yeah, Ingram. Ingram. I and mean, had Kadarius Tony. <laughs> Apparently, he's a home run threat. That's kind of what he does. Is he just like finds ways to get open deep, um, which. I guess they just want to keep adding to their weapons so Daniel Jones doesn't have any excuses this year. But, There's again, none. this is another situation where I think alignment would have been good because Daniel Jones has a bit of a case of the dropsies. Yeah, especially like a left tackle because Nate yeah. Soldier's a little bit washed up at this point. Um, yeah, it was it was a bit weird to see them take a receiver. Don't forget, they have Barkley back next year too, so there's yeah. literally zero excuses. So yeah. Jones is not... And, I mean, Wayne Gallman is still good too behind... Barkley, like they just they have endless weapons. I think he may have signed somewhere else recently. I think he did, yeah. Okay. If I remember, but still. Either way, if Saquon's healthy, that's that's all you need. They have said he'll be ready for, I think preseason. So. Yeah. There's no Saquon. There's there's more excuses anyway. Saquon's that man has some legs on him. Yeah, I've and then like. Guys like Aaron Donald and Cleo Mack, like there's like videos of them working out and yeah. I'm looking, I'm like, how the fuck are these? These guys probably outrun me. Yeah. Run faster than me, and they lift 400 pounds more weight than I do. Like, they're... Imagine getting bull rushed, and then you're about to throw the ball, and then you see one of those two guys in your face. I mean, yeah. Remember when Aaron Donald almost killed Alex Smith, and we were all collectively gasped? That was, like, his third play back, too, and he just climbed on his back. Aaron Donald had no regard for... His leg. His life. (laughs) Like, good lord. Anywho, moving on from what could have been a disaster, yeah. uh, the Colts add a defensive end, edge rush, which is another need that they need. Yeah. Pay, your boy from yeah. the Wolverines, and again, that's a I get that name. That's a great. Pick. Yeah, I mean the Colts have just they're the, they have so much talent on this team at this point. At, they're in a position where you just draft the best player available, and I think Pay is just. He he has a a really high ceiling, um, but he is pretty raw. So you draft a guy like that and you try to make him into a great edge rusher. I mean, the Colts just have so many players at this point that I, I think that's a great pick. Quiddy Pay is also a really cool story. Like he came from Ghana, I'm pretty sure. Ghana, like, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's cool to see. I, I always like seeing Michigan guys get drafted. <laughs> of course. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Um, I mean, like you said before, you could never have too many defensive 
defensive edge rushers. Yeah, you no. can always just sub the sub them in yeah. here and there. So yeah, that's how you get a guy like Chase Winovich, you know, who literally is just God. an edge rusher. He doesn't do anything else. No, he just he's an energy guy. Yeah. And I love Chase Winovich because oh, he he never takes a playoff. He's yeah. all hands on deck every time. And then the Titans after I can't remember the guy's name last year, whoever that was, that was a disaster of a draft pick last year. Yeah. They take Caleb Farley, a cornerback who has had big injury issues. Yeah, he had back so, surgery, I think. And those back surgeries, you never know. Also those. got COVID and had to sit in a room by himself. <laughs> so this is a very high-risk, high-reward pick again yeah. for the Tennessee Titans. They do pick the corner and they address a need. Yeah, from what I was hearing, it was a thing of if his back never has issues again this is an absolute steal at 22 but it's a back injury it's very scary especially in a contact sport a it's, collision sport like football so it's similar to michael porter jr in the nba because he had those back issues too yeah. and he dropped right to the edge of the, the water and he because he would have been a top five pick if he was healthy that year so i feel like farley probably would have been probably a lottery pick yeah if these injury issues weren't a thing so i mean i'll give the titans a B, B plus for this one just it's a high risk one but if yeah if it pans out then it's an absolute steal like mm-hmm. you said um vikings taking no lineman christian dershaw this was the pick that they traded down with for the jets yeah. i mean i have no issue with this pick at all i mean they're yeah. they've already got they've already got a lot of talent on their side they had a great line last year look at what dalvin cook just did yeah last year and they had another piece there so I have no issue with this pick whatsoever. Yeah, no. I mean, linemen are really important. Linemen and edge rushers feel like you can never have enough of them to me. So uh, that's the only other thing I could have really seen them taking is a an edge rusher at this point. But you just saw like a couple go before that. Mm-hmm. And I think they just thought he was the best available player, which I think Darisaw is very good. So I think yeah. it's a good pick for them. It is. And then Pittsburgh, this was predicted, I think, by everybody. Yeah. They take a running back, Najee Harris, in the first round. Yeah. There's some people that were upset about the pick because he, they would not choose a old lineman at that point. Um, but, I mean, you don't have a running back because Connor was not good last year. Now he's gone. Their next option is Benny Snell. And yeah. that's the last thing I want is going into a season with no running back and no O-line with yeah. a... 39, 40-year-old quarterback who's about to yeah. fall apart. So I mean, yeah, Najee Harris is a monster. Like He's the best running back in the draft, and they got him at 25. So if I'm a Steelers fan, I wouldn't be upset about this. Uh, obviously, you want to protect Ben and pr- get a decent O-line, but their O-line isn't terrible. So I, I like the pick. I don't think it's yeah. like a home run by any means, but I like the pick. I saw an interesting stat today that Back in the Le'Veon Bell for a couple of years, they were top five for or rush blocking. In the last couple of years, that they went like 29th. Now they were 31st last year. Yeah, and that obviously showed in the playoffs. That lack of running game. As soon as you fall behind and you have to throw however many times they've yeah. been through. So, I mean, I give this pick an A minus. That's a uh, you're addressing a big need, and we'll yeah, see if they address. Yeah, you let James Conner go. You have nobody. You we'll see if we'll see if they address that offensive line issue. Yeah here in the next few rounds. And then this might be the most surprising pick for me, to be honest. Yeah, it was a weird one. Travis Eaton. I mean, I see the correlation because he played with Trevor Lawrence in 
Clemson. Yeah. But you already have Robinson there who broke a bunch of rookie records for running backs. Yeah. And now you're saying, hey, Eaton's our third down guy, but you've got Robinson, you've got Carlos Hyde there, and now you have Eaton who's going to probably get limited snaps. And I just feel like you could have given Lawrence either protection or you could have given him a weapon on the outside to throw to like an Elijah Moore at that yeah. point. Yeah, I, I mean, it's one of those things where I feel like it's the same thing with Jamar Chase, right? Where it was probably a situation where Trevor Lawrence said to take him, and apparently this whole thing was Urban Meyer said he wanted to take the best player available no matter what, but sure, he's good, but you, you have Robinson already. Like, you could have taken an O-lineman, you could have taken a wide out. There are good ones there. There was guys like Elijah Moore there that you could have taken. So I, I think that it's not necessarily a terrible pick. Like I'd probably just give it like a C if I was to give it a grade. Um, but yeah, it, like it's not a terrible pick, but it's not a good pick either. No, I just feel like you had better options there. Yeah. You could have addressed maybe that line eater or maybe another wide out. Um, Cleveland take Greg Newsome. I don't know too much about this guy, but again, I've heard good things. Yeah. Good things about him. People are saying this is a great pick for Cleveland. Obviously, we know about their secondary mm-hmm. issues, so that gets addressed there. So I'm not sure if you know more about Newsom at all. Um, I I don't know too much about him, but I mean, by the sound of it, he was the best cornerback available, and Cleveland. I mean, that's like the one thing they need is corners. They have Denzel Ward, but past that, they don't really have corners. They address their need at safety by picking up. Um, what's his name from the Rams? They picked up the Rams safety and uh, Leonard. Corner. They picked up Troy Hill. Yeah, and uh, John Johnson, right? Yep. So like, they know that they need secondary. They just add to it here. Everywhere else on that team, they're good. So I get it. I think it's a good pick. It was a cool stat about Northwestern too. This was the first time ever that they've had two picks in the first round. Yes, yeah, and before yeah. that, they had two first round picks in the last thirty seven drafts. That program's gone a ton better. Like you saw, they yeah. made the Big Ten final this past year. I believe they did, and they were yeah. They're, a, a lot. they're in a good game against Ohio State until what's his face at running back there? I can't remember his name. Just ripped him to shreds for like two hundred something yards. Yeah, it was insane. Um, Baltimore addresses a need as well. Wide receiver Rashad Bateman yeah. from Minnesota, and they also signed Sammy Watkins in the off season. So adding a few more weapons. For Lamar to throw to, overall, I'd give this a B plus. I mean, yeah. you didn't have to trade up for anybody, but you stayed. For me, at... I just, I really think Elijah Moore is like a very good talent, and I think that he's better. Um, for like, I I just think he would have been a better pick, but I think that taking a receiver, regardless, that's what they need. Like, he can't just throw to Hollywood Brown every play. So yeah. I, I think it's a good pick, but I have no issues with with them taking him at that point. So not much to say there. Uh, Saints take Peyton Turner, Ed Rusher out of Houston at twenty eight. You lose um, Hawkins, I think his name is in yeah. the in the off season to Cincinnati. So basically, you get that Ed Rusher right back. So just filling a little a hole that you have without having to spend a more money than they have to cause since they're in cap hell already as it is. Yeah. Or Trey, I mean, Trey Hendrickson. Hendrickson, yeah. His name, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, they needed an edge rusher to replace the edge rusher that they had. I mean, 
The Saints aren't like a bad team by any means. We just are confused about their quarterback situation and their cap situation. But yeah. they have a lot of good players. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of talent, but can they put it together? Because yeah, like you said, this quarterback situation is very, very odd. We'll see yeah. if they like run this two QB system that's been rumored, or they just run with one guy. Mm-hmm. And we'll see at this point. Uh, Green Bay with a 29th pick. You think they would take someone? On the offensive side to make Rodgers happy, such as an Elijah Moore, nope. Let's take a cornerback. Yeah. Eric Stokes. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know either. This is a weird situation. Once again, what is Green Bay doing? Yeah. <laughs> Play the Aaron Rodgers meme. For real. like I see Aaron Rodgers every other day on the Pat McAfee show, and he just... It just seemed like he was he was so open about everything that was been going on. He just seemed kind of at peace with everything. Yeah. So I you it just felt like something was going to happen at some point. And yeah. I mean, it's just bad that we're talking about Rodgers and we're not talking about this draft pick because I don't know who Eric Stokes is. I know he's a cornerback from Georgia, but yeah. I mean, if he turns out well, like no one's gonna really get no one really cares about that draft pick. He might be the least known pick of the night for yeah. being completely honest. Just I mean, this all goes back to last year's draft, right? Like, I think that's where it started with it them did. trading up to get Jordan Love. And since then, it's just been one thing after another where they make Rodgers feel like he's want- not wanted. It's ironic, though, that he comes out one year after they take his processor or whatever you yeah. would call them. His successor. Successor. And he comes out the next year on draft day and says, I want out of here. Yeah. I find that kind of ironic. Yeah. So that's definitely, Rodgers knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, yeah. So, and I don't blame Rodgers. Uh, Bills take Greg Rousseau, another good edge rusher out of Miami. And that feels a need because we saw the lack of edge rush that. Yeah, they couldn't get to the QB. Couldn't get to Mahomes. And that's what killed him that game. You couldn't get pressure on Mahomes. Tyree kill would just go for 50 yards. So I have not much to say about that pick. That was just... Uh, yeah, I think that's a good pick. That's another team that, like, you need edge rushers, and then past that you maybe need a running back because they weren't running the ball at all. But yeah, everywhere else that team is good. Yeah, and then the Ravens and Chiefs, or Ravens and Bucks take two edge rushers. Jason Noah yeah. from Penn State goes to Baltimore. Joe Trident from Washington goes to the Buccaneers. Again, you can never have enough good edge rushers yeah. on the team. So. I mean, Tampa Bay literally has every single one of their starters from last year, so it's that's what you need is to just stack your depth at this point. That's the definition of run it back, baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to basically do it for our NBA, or not NBA, our NFL, NFL talk. talk. And yeah. Let's flip forward to the NBA because playoffs are right around the corner. We didn't get to talk about it at all in April, and I feel like we have to start talking about Stephen Curry and the hell of a month that he had because I think he hit like 96 three-pointers or something, set a new NBA record for threes in a month, and was you called it from the start. You said Curry's going to carry. I didn't think it would get to the point where he was carrying for 40-50 points. What did I say? I said he's going to carry, and they're going to be like an eight-seed they're the 10. I mean, he's doing ridiculous things, and they're in 10th place. They're barely hanging. Like, New Orleans is far enough away that they're not really sweating, 
but you're still in a position where you have to win two playing games to get into a playoff spot. Exactly. And, you know, the teams that you'd be playing against right now, you'd be playing the Spurs, who, as much as we shit on the Spurs, they're no slouch. No. And then you'd either be playing the Blazers or the Grizzlies, which, if you're playing the Blazers, I don't know if you're able to win that. The Grizzlies, maybe, but... Grizzlies are a scrappy team. Yeah. They're, they, they, they see, they're always that team that's like the grit and grind, but now they have a stud. They've got a legitimate player with John Morant, teamed yeah. up with Dylan Brooks. Shout out Dylan Brooks, if, Canadian. Uh, I mean, if Triple J can get back healthy, that's the big thing for that team, yeah. obviously, because he is, and he's a stud. He's so good. He's their X factor, and if Valanciunas keeps playing like he's been playing, he's yeah. top five in rebounding. He's getting double doubles every single night. Maybe we miss that guy. We wish he had a legitimate center. Out in the six, but we'll talk about no them. shit. <laughs> we'll talk about them a little later on. Um, Phoenix and Utah are playing tonight, and Phoenix is up nine in the first quarter. Yeah, I Utah think Utah lost twice in a row to Minnesota. To be fair, Donovan Mitchell was missing, but again, that, there's no excuse. They did lose all three games yeah. to Minnesota this year, which was very. But I think Minnesota's won four in a row, though. Good for them. They are, but you know what the funny thing is, Golden State. Has their draft pick if it's not in the top three. Oh, shit. Because of that Andrew Wiggins yeah. trade. So, Golden State, they could potentially for the fourth end pick. up having the fourth <laughs> pick. And they can get a guy like Jalen Green. Yeah. Or they can get, I'm trying to remember. There's a few guys there. Suggs, Kaminga. Yeah. Cunningham's not going to fall, obviously. But no, like, no, near Mobley. Mobley's not going to fall to four. I he could. That. But imagine Golden State adding another stud to... A team that's relatively young for the most part. And then you got Clay coming back. Wiseman hopefully hopefully bounces back from that. Yeah, he's had a bit of a weird year. He I don't know, like it's too early to judge Wiseman. He's nineteen, he barely played. Because we also it's not like he didn't have flashes of what we could potentially see from him. It's just whether or not he can be consistent. Yeah. And healthy for that matter. Yeah, it's just inconsistent this year, but I'm not gonna Mate, uh, I can make excuses for him all day just because he's so young and he barely played before the NBA. But yeah. I don't know if next year will be the telling tale of James Wiseman. I feel like two, three years from now would be very telling Yeah, about a James Wiseman. Um, I just want to talk about the Pelicans a little bit because outside of the Raptors, I think they're the most disappointing team in the NBA because I, yeah. I had the Pelicans in the play-in. I thought they could really push some teams, but yeah, I mean, their lack of defense is... It's actually shocking. It is, it's terrible for considering yeah. what they have there. Because we thought their issue this year was going to be just that they can't score. But they um, can't shoot, yeah. But their defense is terrible. And with how many good defensive players they have, it's a little weird. But I don't really know what the issue is on this team at this point. It's not coaching. No. Because you had... What's his face last year? I can't even remember his face. Alvin Gentry. Alvin Gentry. Now you have Van Gundy this year. Yeah. And Van Gundy's a grit and grind kind of coach. He's an in-your-face, he'll-tell-you-how-it-is kind of coach. And Zion is obviously benefiting from more touches. And Mm -hmm. he's healthy. He is putting up huge numbers. Ingram is doing Ingram things. Lonzo's having flashes. But other than those three, there hasn't been much from anyone else. Adams has been a massive disappointment. 
That will that trade just looks terrible. Bledsoe's had flashes, but overall, like we know who Eric Bledsoe is. Yeah, he's not that. He's not that guy. He's mm-hmm. not a person that I would want on my team as much as he's a great defender. Yeah, he doesn't give you anything else outside of that. It's in flashes and yeah. it's inconsistent. It's been a it's been a weird year for the Pelicans. I mean, they set Gentry up to be the fall guy last year, and I just don't think he was the issue. Yep. He's a great coach. Um, but they set him up to be the fall guy, signed Van Gundy, and the team is pretty much the same as it was last year. Yeah. To me, like this is the most disappointing team. And Arguably, yeah. I they're, mean, uh, they're definitely in there. Um, just looking at the rest of the West. Like, uh, like I said, Utah Phoenix is playing tonight, and yeah. Phoenix is one game back for first. Mitchell's not playing, so that game could very well go a long way to see yeah. who gets the one seed. Denver's um, still playing well without Jamal Murray. That's tough. That, Losing Jamal Murray is... That's terrible for them, especially come playoff time. They're going to miss Jamal Murray because who are you going to give the ball to outside of Jokic? Yeah. Outside of the perimeter who can create his own shot at the end of games. Murray, when he did that last year, he saved, he saved Denver's asses that first round against Utah. He was... Massive yeah. in that game seven against the Clippers because he went off in that first half and brought them then back into that game when Jokic wasn't doing too much. Yeah. And this year he was consistent, and now you're lined up to potentially face the Lakers in the first round or maybe the Dallas Mavericks, depending on how these standings change. Maybe yeah. Even the Clippers. And what they have are closers. Denver does not have a closer. Yes, you have Jokic, but he's not going to be a guy who's going to have the ball outside the perimeter and having to create a shot for himself. He's going to be someone who's going to be in the post, and he's going to make plays for himself, or he's going to kick out and make plays for others. I mean, Jokic is going to win MVP this year, so... You really think so? Oh, yeah. He's runaway MVP in my eyes. Um, Uh, It's hard to say for me, honestly, because it's just been... This is the first year where you... It's kind of hard to hell at this point because everyone's still trying to push MB yeah. as MVP like like that's the only two I would say and now Curry's getting a lot of talk but yeah their record is not good enough for Curry to be MVP yeah. as much they'd probably be the worst team in the NBA for being honest if Curry well, was yeah it was there. the same thing as when Westbrook won MVP though like that team finished sixth and they would have been they would have been a 10 to 15 win team without him yeah that's true but Westbrook that year just did historic things yeah. that I've never seen before since oh yeah Robertson speaking of Washington though segue yeah. to them they're on a big run now they think they've won 10 of 11 games now and now they're in that yeah. play-in and that's a team you do not want to play in the play-in because they've got the second leading score in the NBA Bradley Beal Westbrook's averaging a triple-double again. Again. It just... <laughs> what's new? And that's a team I don't want to play. Yeah. For I mean, real. the one game they lost, I think him and Beal took a combined, like, almost 60 shots and had, like, 40 points. Jesus Christ. So, like, they're live by those two, die by those two. Yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Exactly. But one game against those two players who are going to do everything they can to get themselves into a series. Like, That's what I mean. Against a young team like the Pacers or a young team like the Hornets. That's scary. I don't know if those teams have what it takes to go against those two who are just going to be in a 
totally different mindset. Exactly. And Beal missed some time there for a bit too. And Westbrook took over there and now Beal's come back and now he is he's look he's look very yeah. Well, I mean Washington well. was such a disappointment to me. I just I didn't think they were gonna be top of the East by any means, but I also didn't think they would be at the playoffs. Yeah. You, and you, now, think, you know, they're seeing they're not really losing games. They're just beating teams they're supposed to be like they do have a very easy schedule yeah but, but they're taking they're advantage on, of it they're on fire like it's they're in the 10th spot pretty comfortably at this point mm-hmm. um they could easily pass the pacers or the hornets and get all the way up to eighth in the east so i mean i just yeah and the wizards are hot yeah there's this little cluster in the east or in the west excuse me too you, you got the clippers you got the nuggets lakers mavs blazers Kind of all that three to seven range. It could be. It could be interchangeable. Maybe not. I don't think at this point because the Clippers and the Nuggets are about yeah. five to six games ahead. Yeah, um, I mean five to seven is very interchangeable potentially. Yeah. But now you got LeBron who's back tonight after missing twenty games. Yeah. AD's back. Yeah. Um. Hopefully they can find some consistency before the playoffs, yeah. or just find that chemistry and. Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't matter what seed they're. Going no, to they be. don't care about their seeding. They just want to be ready and healthy for the playoffs. And I mean, the Mavericks are right on their heels, which the Mavericks are playing really well. I did say that I thought the Mavericks were going to have a much better second half than they did first half, and they have. They've been winning games very consistently now. Yes, they have. Um, but the Mavericks are also in a position now where they have to play the Clippers in the first round again. Yeah. Which I don't know if they necessarily want to do that. No, because this is the same Mavericks team as last year, and this Clippers team—they're better offensively this year than they were last yeah. year. And hopefully, you don't get pandemic P in the postseason again. But yeah. as of today, the playoffs—if not including the play-in—would look like this: it would be the Jazz versus the Grizzlies, which would be a very odd series. Um, the yeah. Suns and the Trailblazers, which would be highly entertaining. Yeah, high uh, offensive series like that it would be like 140 yeah. to 130 every game exactly clippers mavericks would be good because there's some history there between morris and Doncic. yeah and, and i mean obviously last year you had that series that only it was only five games but it was a fun series it was six games actually oh yeah it was six because Doncic hit that buzzer beater yeah in game four. but it was it was a fun series to watch yeah we all knew the clippers were going to win but it was still fun to watch yeah and then nuggets and lakers for in, in the four or five which, Which is interesting. It, it would be more interesting if Murray was there, but it, it could still be a fun series. It'll, yeah, it could still be. Like Porter can step up now. Gordon's got to be more of an offensive player as yeah. well. There. They signed somebody too, didn't they? they Austin, a Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers, yes. They signed for the rest of the year, which yeah. it's I mean, good it timing. It makes sense because you lose Murray, you need somebody who could fill some minutes. Exactly. And then you look at the East. Right now, the playoffs stood packed. It would be Brooklyn versus Charlotte round one. And it sounds like LaMelo's very, very close to returning yeah. along with Gordon Hayward, which I mean, is big for them. That's Brooklyn in four games. I mean, yeah. If, <laughs> even with, if Harden's not ready. Yeah. So I feel, because I don't think Harden's going to play until the playoffs. I don't even think he'll be ready for the playoffs. It doesn't sound like he's doing much right now. So I'm going to be shocked, but I don't think they'll need him until really round two. Yeah. Um,. Philly would play Miami, which is a very interesting series for sure, because Miami has the players yeah. to slow down Embiid. Yeah. But the question for me is, can they gain enough offense? Because yeah. Philly's also a defensively sound team. Like I think Philly would win this series, but I think Miami would make this 
very interesting series for everyone to watch. Yeah, I mean, we saw what um, what Miami can do in the playoffs, obviously, last year. They went to the finals as a fifth seed, so they're hard out. But Philly's obviously more talented. Absolutely. Uh, Milwaukee would be playing Boston right now. I mean, at this point, I'm taking Milwaukee in four or five. Yeah. Actually, do you know what just happened tonight? Boston was down 32. They come back and win an OT. 143-140. Tatum dropped a big 60. Woo! Sheesh! So, that's big for them. That's a tough loss for the Spurs, too. Yeah. To try and get into that 8 seed and not having to worry about that 9-10 yeah. game. That's a big win for Boston, too, because they're tied for 6th, right? Or they're tied for 6th with Miami. Yeah. So. I still just don't believe in this Boston team. And Milwaukee, when Drew is healthy, they are good. I still don't think they're going to win the East, but they're better than Boston. And they're going to win that series easily, if it that, comes to that. That'd be an entertaining series. It's just because, I mean, no one's going to stop Giannis. I mean, no. you can build that wall, but you don't have the players to stop They Giannis. don't have any big men. No, they don't. They have, what's his name, Luke Cornette. Yeah, and they traded Daniel Tice. Like, yep, and they released Mo Bogner, and now yeah. he's in the depths of hell in Orlando. <laughs> Poor guy. Both Orlando Mo- is basketball hell at this point. It is, so poor Cole Anthony. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy. And then the last series, which I would have never guessed in a million years, the four-seed New York Knicks, New York, New York Knicks yeah, who, and the five-seed Atlanta Hawks. The Knicks won nine in a row? They won ten. Before they lost to Phoenix? They won, I think, nine of ten. Yeah, they won ten of eleven or something yeah. like that. And I think they won again last night. So They did. Julius and Rand- Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett are... Really good at basketball, especially well, Julius Randle. He's right going to be easily most improved player. That's yeah. a question. Cole, yeah, and Atlanta. They're legitimately the fourth best team in the East right now. It's insane, and Atlanta's fifth, which is even crazier because I thought it was crazy putting them seventh. Yeah, and now they're in fifth after a slow start. Trey Young's out right yeah. now with that ankle, but thankfully he didn't have major damage to his yeah. ankle, so he'll be back hopefully very soon. And I mean, this is this would be a really fun series between two young teams. Yeah. I think I'd take the Knicks right now, if I'm being honest, the way they're playing. Whoever wins gets the right to... Get, get their... absolutely bent over by Brooklyn, but... I mean, could you imagine a New York-Brooklyn series? How oh, good yeah. that would be for TV? How good that would be for New York? Oh, that'd be huge. And New York's actually played them pretty close this year. It's been a couple of very yeah. close games that's come down to the final shot. So, that would be... Very entertaining for sure. Um, Pacers Wizards are the two teams in the nine ten spot, but Pacers are just inconsistent. I don't have much to say about. Yeah, no, they them. they started the season really hot, and they've just been kind of sitting around the five hundred mark for the rest of the year. They're I mean, four games under right now. Injuries have been big. Sabonis so yeah. is actually banged up right now. Yeah, Warren obviously Warren's been out for was out for however long he was out for. Yeah, so. yeah nice 36 last night. Oh, he's playing excellent. But lost yeah. to Brooklyn. They, need, uh, they just need to be healthy. I think that they're better than their record shows, but... Yeah, and then Chicago, there's just... Levine was out this last little bit with COVID, so that really dampered their... It definitely sucks, you know. They go out and they get a guy like Vucevic, and they just can't seem to. I mean, win I, games. I mentioned this like you had a guy like Vucevic mid-season. It's going to be tough to get that chemistry. So I feel like I said if this they don't make it this year, then next year is going to be a much better year for yeah. them. I think they'll be a, a top eight team yeah. next year potentially. Um, 
Should we talk about the Raptors? Because, I don't know, like, this team is... A mess. It is... It is awful. Um, I mean... <laughs> I, I, they suck. I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're unlucky. Boucher sprained his MCL yeah. when they are playing well. And now they've got a tough, tough schedule. Like, let me read this for you. Including yesterday. Or including two games ago. Brooklyn, lost. Denver, lost. In Utah tomorrow. Next day you play in L.A. Then you play the Clippers again. Yeah. Then you go to Washington, a desperate team. Play Memphis, an eighth-place desperate team. The Clippers again. Chicago, desperate team. They're not too far out. Dallas and Indiana, a desperate team. That is... That's a recipe for not losing or winning a game for the rest of the year. I mean, that might go good for their draft odds. Yeah. I mean, they're, at this point, they're sitting eighth overall if they had if the draft started today. So, yeah. I don't know. Who was our last eighth overall pick? Terrence Ross. <laughs> God, I don't know. We've had a bad history of drafting players. Was, until also, like, the eighth overall pick is cursed, so I don't even want it. Yeah, we've got a bad history of draft picks. Andrea Bargnani. Early draft picks. Our, like, mid to late first-round draft picks that's, always hit. That's true. Siakam hit. Norman um, Powell. He was a second-round pick. OG. Yeah, OG. Man, OG. I mean, Fred Van Vliet was undrafted. Like, all the guys we pick up later, it's just when we have a high draft pick. We yeah. always pick the wrong guy. You butcher it. Except for Valanciunas. He was not bad. Yeah. He just took him a long time to figure out. I mean, obviously game. we took DeRozan 10th, but, like, or 9th. 9th or 10th. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Which was a good pick, obviously. Yeah. Anything else you got for the association? Um, only two. I mean, we're only sixteen days away from yeah. the season being over. Good for the Knicks for actually being a decent basketball team this year. Um, Toronto sucks. I hate it. <laughs> no one wants to talk about Cleveland, uh, Orlando, or Detroit. They just eat ass. Oh, Trey Young was back tonight playing. Dropped nice thirty-two points and nice little twenty-two point loss to Philly. Uh, uh, yeah. I've talked about Boston already coming back against the San Antonio Spurs. Um, Washington beat Cleveland tonight by 29. Another triple-double for Westbrook. 15, 11, and 12. No surprise there. Probably on like 29 shots. <laughs> 12 shots, actually. Oh, that's actually. That is shocking. Beal, 19 points on 24 shots. I'm, that is bad. I'm not sure how they won that game, yeah. but good for them. Uh, Memphis wins a... Uh, Low-scoring game, 92-75 over the Orlando Magic. Not often you see a team score only 75 in the association anymore. Yeah, and then Portland beats Brooklyn by 19, 128-109, which really helps Portland trying to get out of that playing game. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Houston currently in a position for that first overall pick. Did you see Kevin Porter Jr. yesterday? Dropped 50. 11 assists and like 9 rebounds. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. He's actually been pretty good for them. That's Well, the thing is, everybody knew he had talent. It was just his off-the-court issues that were a big deal. He was doing some some dumb stuff off the court. Yeah, he was not being so smart. And then Phoenix is up 19 right now, midway through the second on Utah. So so looks like that. Phoenix is good. I think they would be the first seed if they win that game. I think so. I think they'd have the tiebreaker. Obviously, a lot of games left. A lot can change. But the way they've been playing recently, they're they're on a very good odd stretch, and they're on a collision course for 
the postseason for the first time since I think it was like 2010, 2011. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, right now, years. if you're the one seed, you're. I don't know how great you're feeling just because you're looking at that five seed Laker team. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd want to play the Lakers in the second round, even if you have home court advantage. So yeah, it's a little scary, but at the same time, you don't want to play a team like the Clippers in the second round either. I know they lost in the second round, but you still don't want to play them. Exactly. Still something about the Clippers this year. I don't know. I don't trust them. It's just, there's, like we've mentioned this. It's hard to trust the Lakers right now. There's too, something though. missing. I don't know what it is, but yeah. I think we'll probably find on the playoffs. And what? And if they win the finals, then... Then clearly we were wrong. Then we were freaking wrong. But I think Brooklyn is pretty much a lock as long as they're healthy. Yeah. that's At this point, our... Preseason picks look solid, even yeah. even if that Brooklyn team that's gonna maybe win was not the team we expected. Yeah, to win. So very true. Yeah, I think that's other all we... than I guess Lamar Aldridge retiring. Yeah, that that's that sad. Was, that was weird, uh, weird situation because he played and then all of a sudden out of nowhere he had a heart condition, a lot... regular heartbeat or something. Yeah, like that. and that's dangerous, obviously with COVID right now. Yeah, and just out of nowhere, so that dampers the. Brooklyn super team super team all-star team yeah I mean hurts their depth a little bit but I mean they'll be fine it's not yeah the end of the world for them but yeah I think that's all we got for this week we hope we to be a little more consistent with these episodes like like we said before there's just yeah I've been through there's been a shit show I went from one classroom to a second classroom with in a totally different school so it's been a big big transition for me Two months away from the end of the year, though, and now yeah. I know you're off. I guess you're doing spring classes, but that's yeah, pretty... Yeah, I won't be as busy in spring classes, for no, sure. That's pretty low-key. So, yeah, we hope to be a little more consistent with the episodes yeah. once a week, but hopefully maybe come summertime we can be a little more oh, yeah. active, do a little more daily stuff, uh, or not daily stuff, like maybe... Weekly one, stuff. Weekly, <laughs> twice a week yeah. stuff. But... We definitely... Uh... With playoffs coming up too. Yeah, we definitely like we we want to be more consistent, but life gets in the way, you know. Exactly. It's not like podcasting is our full time job by any means. So I mean, I wish it was. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the dream. Yeah. isn't that why we started? I mean, <laughs> I just be like talking about sports. <laughs> fantastic is for the rest of our lives. Um, but yeah, playoffs are coming up soon. We'll have our predictions and all that previews coming up and. We'll see what happens in the NFL because June 1st is coming up and we might be seeing a couple quarterbacks on the move at that point. We'll see. But yeah, until next week or next time, have a good one, guys. Goodbye.